Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm supposed to take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value came in, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. I'm in a freestyle, Tom. Fantastic. Mm. Episode 329, home team. we got a bunch of stories to cover with you. Lots going on. Newsom, his uh, odds in Las Vegas of becoming a president went from 44 to 1 to 12 to 1. Why would they do that? Ah. Las Vegas doesn't like to lose money. Adam's a you big, just revealed me these numbers. Adam's a big money yeah. betting so, Trump guy. Hello, Vegas knew, guys. Knew some fig- the, the world figured out the formula for cleaning up homelessness within a week. Have she come visit your city? Are oh, you going to do that with your up. kid? If your kids don't clean your room, you're going to say, hey, guys, she's coming. They're going to listen. It's going to listen. It's a Dude, moving forward. Brilliant. That's it. Yeah, it's a very good parenting tip from Vinny <laughs> right there. So, And then at the same time, The Rock goes on Rogan. They had a good conversation at St. Friends. From both sides who support Biden and Trump. And then Joe says, you have friends that support? <laughs> well, no, it's just, you know, so we'll talk about that with The Rock. Do you want to see him run? And then there's a speculation of a civil war going on in Daily Wire. Ben Shapiro used the word disgraceful. Some tweet, tweet stuff will show that. And uh, is it just a difference? Is it on Ben? Is it on Candace? She was on Tucker, yesterday, Tucker asked the opening question about what happened between you and Ben. Maybe we'll talk about that. Market-wise, Ken Griffin, billionaire, sees Miami possibly replacing, ready, New York City as the financial capital of the world. This is a guy that's worth a good amount of money. And then, outside from that, Chicago, ready for this story? This is one of my favorite stories I've read all day. Okay, Chicago is so unpleasant that migrants are (laughs) fleeing back to Venezuela. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a real story? That's a real story. Oh, my That's God. That's a real story. Now, Xi, uh, Xi Jinping was seen <laughs> having dinner with three people, Tim Cook, Stephen Schwartzman, and Elon Musk. Okay? Interesting she, she was? It's a pretty heavy dinner. I mean, you can, a dozen of oysters, how are you going to split it? Like between oh. four people. So it's a <laughs> bit of a feud, but we'll see what happened there. We'll talk about that. And then... But every once in a while, we have devastating news to share with the audience. I, I typically don't like to have the podcast be a downer, but I think we have to sometimes give the news. Uh, Barbara Streisand said that she would leave the U.S. if Trump becomes president. What? Yeah, it's, I, I'm, absolutely. I knew oh, you were not no. going to be happy about right, it. I don't want Trump to— no, Just hang in there. It. Just hang in there. So, and then U.S. continuing jobless claims to rise to highest in almost two years. And then retail sales drops in October for the first time in seven months. The clearest sign— Yet that commercial real estate is in trouble. When you see this chart, it's absolutely, absolutely insane when you do see this chart. And yesterday, I had a three-hour sit-down. Finally, we made it work with the son of the majesty, Mohammed Reza Shah Pahlavi. And Reza Pahlavi, Crown Prince, was here yesterday. We had a three-hour conversation. All I will say is there was some things revealed in that three-hour conversation that when the Iranian community sees worldwide— Everyone's going to be talking about this when this thing goes live. It should be going live later on today, if not tomorrow. Once we have it done, you will see it. But uh, I can't wait for the Iranian community to see that. It's going to be pretty wild. It's going to be pretty intense. One of my favorite conversations I've ever had in my lifetime. Um, Phenomenal. So I can't wait to share that with you. But having said that, before we go into these stories, let's go to our sponsors first. Go for it, Rob. In the financial industry since 9-11, the day before 9-11, and I've owned stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, crypto, gold, you name it, I've owned it. But the one thing that's very important part of my portfolio all these years is gold. 
I love having a percentage of my net worth in gold that I have access to in case of many different things. That's why we chose to work with our new sponsor, American Hartford Gold. If you have retirement funds that you cannot afford to lose, American Hartford Gold will ship physical gold or silver directly to your door. Also, if you have retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold, a precious metal dealer you can trust. They have the finest products, amazing customer service, and a buyback commitment. They've earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Tell them I sent you and they'll send you up to $5,000 worth of free silver on your first order. So click on the link in the description or call 866-939-6984. Again, 866-939-6984. Okay, fantastic. Rob, are we good? Are we back on? Okay, sounds good. Let's get into a couple of the stories here. Let's start off with the first one here. Rob, if you want to play this clip with G... Uh, and, and by the way, the comments uh, Biden made uh, about G being a dictator <laughs> and the reaction to the audience is pretty wild. I say we start off with, uh, if you have the, the Ben Shapiro clip, let's start off with that first on what happened with uh, Daily Wire. This clip was shown. It was going viral on Twitter. And then there was a tweet from Candace Owens. And then I'll let you read the whole thing and then we can have the conversation. about. Go ahead and play this clip. Yes. Uh, the, the question is about Candace Owens. I think her behavior during this has been disgraceful. Disgraceful. Look at the girl's face on the bottom right. I think that her faux sophistication on these particular issues has been ridiculous. It's not faux sophistication, it's ridiculous. Everybody can see the moves that she's making and the things that she's saying, and I find them disreputable. Wow. Yeah. And what's he referring to, Pat? Like, what, what, what did Candace just actually... Just the position she's taken. And, and now, if you want to, Rob, if you want to go to the tweet that uh, uh, it's easy to find, if you just go to one of the Twitter accounts and you go all the way to the top, you'll see the exchange between both of them. The one where she says she'll step down. He, should, she, he basically well, says she should step she down. she first put some yeah. words about, uh, you know, the difference between money and God and faith and all that, and she, he retweets it, so... I don't know if you're going to be able to find it. From there, you'll find everything else uh, on the bottom. And there was a back and forth. And it not necessarily was the uh, – it should have been something handled privately. Rob, I, if you can't find it, I'll find it myself here. Let me let me get it for you, and I'll text it to you. Uh, here, let me see. Did you get it? Is that the one? Okay, there you go. Okay, so – Yeah, you want the response to this. Yeah, and you, you'll see the response to this, Rob. We'll find that. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God – Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye uh, when men shall revile uh, 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 you and persecute you and shall uh, say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. 14.1 million views on that tweet. Christ is king. He retweets that, okay? His retweet, I don't know if you have that, Rob. It's it's tough to find because there's been so many tweets since he tweeted that, but and you should be able to find it. And Pat, that that quotes from the Bible saying that, you know, she wants peace, right? They want as much Yeah, so and then he responds, and Candace, if you feel like ta that taking money from Daily Wire somehow comes between you and God, by all means quit. Like what does that have to do? Twenty three million views. Yeah. Okay. And then she has another thing that she says after that, and she comes back and says something else uh, responding to him and then there's this exchange and then she's on tucker yesterday talking about this and tucker asks who's the boss is he your boss is he this is he that and it says look for five years 
we've had all these different differences between each other, and he's had pretty much every position that I've had. Uh, you can play one of those clips with her and Tucker Rapp. You can just play one of those clips in the beginning. I think he goes right into, um, yeah, Rob, just pick one of them, Rob. Just pick that one. It's fine. Just Yeah, there you go. And uh, commanded him to stop saying that the earth revolves around the sun. Fast forward. Shut up. You're about to have another descendant. Actually, yeah. 40, <laughs> 40 weeks, but I was not missing this. I was so excited. So I'm nice. honored to be here. Well, so it's is it a little it's a little weird to see yourself. Look, we all get things wrong. I certainly have gotten a lot of things wrong. I think it's fair to be attacked for getting it wrong. But if you get it right. And it's proven that you got it right. In three instances, it has been proven that you did on the biggest issues of the day. Shouldn't the people who attacked you apologize? And shouldn't someone at least point out, hey, Candace Owens was right about yeah, that? Yeah, I don't think it's that. No, I think one. what there's tends a, to happen a, is they clip. have too much ego. In the there's a clip. Anyways, there's more to it. But when you're seeing this, Tom, what do you think about this whole back and forth between her and uh, Ben Shapiro, two brands? Is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? It's just locker room talk, you know? And then Ben's coming out saying, if you don't want the money, you can leave, you can quit. Uh, the right behavior. What are your thoughts? Pat, you and I have been involved in businesses for a while, and I've had the privilege to work with you in a business that you founded. And one of the key laws, not laws, but one of the key tenets of a healthy thing is is basically you have home conversations that need to be had at the kitchen table, home at your kitchen table. You didn't diss your parents to your friends. You protect your parents. Your parents protect you. And these kind of conversations should have been at their office or on the phone by themselves and putting it out publicly, you know, that, that, but, but that doesn't work. And I think Ben was the one that started it. Ben dissed basically, if you want to call him the co-founder, okay. If you want to say Jeremy's really the CEO, that's, that's fine. But he dissed her first in public. And then she tried to respond, I thought in an elegant way. And then he goes over the top all the way to quit. If you want to, if you want to go, then by all means, quit. To me, that was just really uh, over the top. These conversations should be had in private and healthy organizations. And uh, sorry, Ben, you started it. By the way, here, here's a response from her. Uh, you have been acting unprofessional, emotionally unhinged for weeks now, and we have all had to sit back and allow it, and have all tried to exercise exceeding understanding for your raw emotion. But you come, you uh, cross a certain line when you come for scripture and read yourself into it, I will not tolerate it. So she, she responds after he blows it open. So, so she notice she didn't say anything like that until he blew it open. And, and Pat, then she responded. And then Tom, what do we what do, and this is all in regards, Pat, because she's saying the past couple of weeks is because this is since the Hamas terrorist attack, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So I think I think the disconnect, not not even just with these two human beings, I think it's just in general, is that one side is like, hey, listen, if you don't think and you don't support and you don't care like we do and you can't even question anything or be caring for humanity on the other side, it's automatically there's just a disconnect. You know what I mean? You And m mind you, I've been getting this flack too and I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll get it. If I ask questions or if I just say, guys, how many innocent are, like when are we going to kind of calm down? Oh, you support uh, you support Hamas. I'm No, 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 no. I'm just asking questions and I'm worried about the 11,000, 12,000 people that were killed. You know, how many Hamas? I can't even ask that question. So that's that disconnect because, yo, Ben is obviously pro-Israel. He's 100%. He's all in. What was she saying that was so bad, Pat? What Got him. Well, uh, it's safe to say this relationship is completely finished. Finito. So uh, anytime, like, look, we have conversations, debate, dialogue on air. But we have even more conversations off air. Big time. This, like Tom said, this is a 
this is some, something that they need to have a sidebar conversation off air. They're airing out their dirty laundry on Twitter. That's not gonna. That's not a good look for either of them. I'm sorry. No one looks like they're taking the high road. If I have an issue with Pat, I mean, I, I'm looking at it this way, or if any one of us have an issue with Pat, we're going to go into Pat's office and we're going to have a conversation. Pat's going to say, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to stand for. Hey, Pat, respectfully, this is where I'm at. We're not going to have a debate with Pat online. No. That doesn't behoove any of our interests. So you're putting this on Candace. I'm just saying that there needs to be respect both ways. Yeah. And you're not – like, just – We've had many private conversations, sure, okay? Course. Just like Vin Vinny and I have had many private conversations. Just like Tom and I have many private conversations. We're not going to do it on Twitter. It just seems to be a complete disconnect. Whether it was this issue or another issue, because this isn't the first time they've had feuds. No. You remember there's been other things in the past. On this particular one, what do you think? On this particular one, how do you evaluate it? Well, obviously Ben is as pro-Israel and as Zionist as it gets. And rightfully so. That's his position. Candace isn't Jewish. She just tweeted Christ is King. I think she's on the side of like she doesn't want to see innocent people dying. By the way, we all should be on the side of not seeing innocent people dying. <laughs> yep. Whether you're Jewish, you should not be rooting for dead Palestinians. And believe me, they're not. But whether you're Muslim, Palestinian, uh, newsflash guys, you shouldn't be rooting for innocent dead Jews. So check yourself if you are. But it seems like she's the side of like, can we just kind of figure this out so dead people won't die. And I think that's a fair point. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, Ben, what Ben is doing, which you have to respect, Ben is saying beliefs above uh, uh, money, okay? That's, a, that's really what he's doing because he knows to take a position like this and say what you say about Candace in that video, disgraceful, you know when you're a band, there's 50 cameras on you. That's going to go live. You know, at that phase of your life, you are trained. Like, one of the first things you learn in insurance and sales is, you know, every time you give a presentation to 30 or more people, just assume there's a camera on. And yeah, guess what? 100%. Everybody forgets sometimes. You're like, oh, man. You know, just assume somebody's recording it. So he knows that that's going to be posted. Now, maybe right after it's like, oh, shit, I should never said that. And boom, now it's viral. Now it's out there. Now I have to react to it. But Ben is saying, guys, I don't cross the line. When you want to take a vaccine? I'm taking a vaccine. Ben took the vaccine. Yep. And Candace didn't, right? So it's like, look, I'm choosing to take the vaccine. You do what you got to do. Great. I'm choosing to do this. I'm going to have a meeting with Kanye. I will never meet with Kanye. Okay, no problem. And at the same time, look, respect where you're at, but it doesn't make for the right business decision you're making when you're making it that public, okay? Is a Jewish community not more realizing that he's 100, 100, 100% pro-Israel and pro-Zion? Yes, that's clear. Um, on the other side as well, when you're dealing with uh, a talent like Candace, when you bring a Candace in, if you've been around the block and you know what her background is, you're going to call and find out what Candace is all about. You're going to know if Candace is a person that's got an opinion or not. Candace has got an opinion for God knows how long. She's had it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. No problem. The only thing is I hope these guys figure it out because Daily Wire is a brand that should stick around and do their own thing. I hope they this comes gets past them and she stays there a lot. But, oh, you should sign Candace. You should. Listen, man, I want her to stay there. I want them to figure out a way to make it work. I want those guys to work together, make it happen. It's a very good team that uh, they all have a different message that they bring in. But uh, – we're going to see what's going to happen. There's certain things you shouldn't air out to the public. And the fact that she goes immediately 
and interviews with Tucker. And Tucker just started a media company. Uh, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where am I uh, uh, hinting at, hey, if Daily Wire doesn't do, am I going to go with Tucker's new media company? Am I going to go to Rumble, do this, do that? The reality is both of them are some of the two, two of the most talented people when it comes onto the space. They're very good communicators. But we'll see what happened there. I'm going to go to the next story here. Uh, Ken Griffin sees Miami possibly replacing New York City as uh, financial capital uh, of the world. So Ken Griffin is a multi-multi-billionaire, Citadel founder. Uh, he says, believes that Miami has the potential to outshine New York as the world's financial capital in the long run. Griffin stated in a recent interview, we'll see how big Wall Street South becomes. Maybe in 50 years it will become brickled. Bay North, how we refer to New York in finance, he pointed to Miami growing appeal to financial professionals driven by factors such as warm weather, in the absence of state income tax, Griffin remarked, Miami represents the future of America, underlining the city's potential as an epicenter for finance and innovation. Griffin's commitment to Miami includes plan for a billion-dollar waterfront tower to serve as Citadel's headquarters, as well as various philanthropic, philanthropic contributions, including support for children's hospital and soccer initiatives. Citadel maintains a substantial presence in New York and has plans to construct a significant Manhattan skyscraper. Uh, uh, Tom, when you hear this about Miami becoming financial capital, what are the likelihood of that happening? I think that's very likely because of exactly the things that he just said. Do you remember, <clears throat> does any remember how significant San Francisco was as a financial capital? People don't remember. San Francisco, you go back, look at the 80s and the interconnection between the banking community and Hong Kong. San Francisco was important. San Francisco was there. But you've had people move out of there. Uh, and people also don't uh, recognize Charlotte. You know what's in Charlotte? Why is Charlotte so Bank important? Bank of America. Yeah. More than just that. You Wachovia. Know. Yep. And, Wells Fargo. Um, it, it, was, it was the regional center. So <clears throat> there, is a, there is a need to have more than one, you know, um, if you think of airlines, more than one hub, you know, American Airlines has got Dallas and Miami, um, at United's in Chicago and San Francisco. I think this is Ken talking about the emergence of Miami as an outstanding city. And, you know, in 50 years, you're going to be talking about really the emergence. What he's not saying here that I read about a lot is the true emergence of Latin America and South American economies and as they continue to grow and develop and Miami down there it's already very international and diverse especially with you know wealthy individuals that 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 come from um, Latin America South America Brazil and I think he's absolutely right we're going to have another hub um, it's not going to replace New York but I think we're going to have another very significant hub Adam I agree that it's not going to replace New York. Born and raised in Miami. The fact that this isn't even a conversation that Miami would be replacing Wall Street it would have been laughable pre-COVID. Laughable. You would have been like, dude, the only thing to do in Miami is club, party, club, maybe some real estate, bro, and then club some more. Maybe like some it was, maybe some it was Obviously that too. But the fact that we've seen since COVID policies, especially in big blue cities like this, we've seen what's happened in L.A. for sure, and then New York for sure, people are looking for something better, specifically the tax situation, the regulation situation, the crime situation. Miami, shout out to Mayor Francis Suarez and everyone that's basically running Miami. Amazing climate for this. Speaking of climate, I think people are realizing, okay, I could be in New York 
spend $5,000 for a one bedroom or go to Miami, spend 2,500 bucks for a one bedroom. But I'm in the greatest climate potentially in the country other than maybe San Diego nine months out of the year. It's, um, it's amazing down here. Tax haven situation where you're not paying income taxes. The problem is a lot of people come down here and they're like, holy shit, it's Friday, it's 3 p.m. Ah, kind of got to go. Uh, and then they just step out for the day. You're Some not people. He doesn't know anybody like that. No, I don't know anybody like that. He doesn't know anybody. Some people. Of course not. Some, Some folk. But Some Miami is, is an amazing city. Yeah, but, but specifically, he says, maybe in 50 years, Brickell will replace Wall Street. I don't see it. But they will take some market share away from Wall Street. People are already doing it. Him being one of them. Because he was based out of where? Chicago, I want to say? Him down there. You're talking about Ken Griffin. He was in Chicago. He was in Chicago. So he wasn't even in New York. But uh, love Miami. It's amazing. That's where it's at. But it's not uh, going to replace Wall Street. What it is guys, about. everything that you guys just said, I concur. Yeah. They, and the man from was. Miami says it's not going to happen. So... We'll see. Maybe that's... I said that's, in, maybe in 50, 50 years. years I'll be, I'll be it's ain't happening well, in the next few dead. years. We'll see. By the way, meanwhile, Chicago is so unpleasant, migrants are fleeing back to Venezuela. Oh, my. Favorite story of the day. Can you imagine? It's got to be so bad that you're like, dude, I'm not dealing with this shit. Go back to communism, <laughs> socialism in Venezuela. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Thousands of migrants sent to Chicago from Texas as part of a sanctuary city policy are reportedly fleeing back to Venezuela due to harsh living conditions, including homelessness and extreme weather. Michael Castellano, a Venezuelan migrant, uh, expressed disappointment, saying the American dream doesn't exist anymore. There's nothing here for us. That's Chicago, Michael. Chicago's harsh winters, lack of migrant infrastructure, and crime issues have made many migrants decide to return home. The city is grappling with over 11,000 migrants in shelters and 4,000 staying in police stations. Damn. And uh, airports. Some migrants have been sleeping on wet, cold mattresses while resources and support are stretched thin. Despite the challenges, more than 20,000 migrants have arrived in Chicago last year seeking asylum due to unstable conditions in their home countries. Imagine how bad things have to be for you to sit there with your kids. You escaped socialism. You escaped communism. You escaped pretty much a totalitarian regime, and you moved to Chicago. But <laughs> Chicago is so bad, they're like, I'm willing to deal with a dictator. I'm willing to deal with a socialistic environment than to be in Chicago. Tom? Uh, well, I have a, a couple wild thoughts on this. And the first is, you know, obviously none of these people looted Best Buy and took an iPhone because if they had Googled best cities in the United States, they wouldn't have picked Chicago. So you ended up in Chicago. Yeah. How, did, how did you how did you poor souls searching for a better life come from Venezuela and somehow pick Chicago? Um, first of all. And then second of all, it just shows you there's a there's look, there's a. It's not comical for the human suffering, these people with families that are trying to go find a life. It's not comical for that. But it is very ironic and almost a caricature of how this unintended consequence. So congratulations, folks. You open up the border and you have all these people come across and then it taxes the city. The city can't support them. These are human beings. They've come here looking for a better life. They came all across here. I didn't now not, not legally, but they were encouraged to make that that big trek with the parade of people that came through South Texas. And now look, now look, you know, here's here's what you get. You you have people that that think it's so bad here and the cities, the cities are stuck. We've seen people. Matter of fact, did we cover the um, 
uh, all the people that went into the gym at the school in Chicago and had that major protest. Yeah, all of the, course. We covered the, citizen, the clip, yes. The citizens were freaking out and saying, where are you going to put them all? So the citizens were thinking about their quality of life, their city, and also thinking about where are these people going to go? What are they going to eat? What are they going to do? What's going on? And so it's like, congratulations, Blue Cities. This is what you get, and now this is the reflection in the mirror. The media won't cover it that way, but this is a direct reflection of the blue city in the mirror. And mind you, this is, uh, Tom, this is from, this is Abbott, Governor Abbott from Texas, sending them uh, to Chicago. How are they going to get back? So now, what, they have to make the trek back to Texas and leave through that port of entry? I'm I'm confused how they're going to actually leave, though. Because they got to make it back to Texas, and then and then what? Let me tell you, this what, is easier said than done. Number one, then Adam, I'll let yeah. you go. But this all comes down to Pat. This all comes down to Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security guy. That to this day, you got everybody out there that's watching YouTube. This this little rat, this little snake. He's in front of Congress almost every month, and they ask him all these tough questions. Is it secure? Why are you doing this? Why is it an influx? All these terrorists are here. Everything's happening. Why? He just grins and never answers the question. It's done on purpose. Just look at that face. Look at Alejandro Mayorkas' face. This is the guy. This is the guy that is causing all the problems, that all, the, all these terrorists that we've caught, that we send back. He can't tell us how many are here. He, uh, he can't tell us how many children are missing. He can't tell us. He can't answer the question of the the sponsors that come and pick up these kids. They have no background checks. It's an actual like influx of just negative crap. And this guy is going to keep his job and he's not going to get fired. He's do he's done a horrible job. And I'm 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 shocked that he's still employed. Shocked, Pat. Have you seen what uh, MTG, what uh, Higgins, and what uh, Harley I, have done to him? Have you seen these clips I, or no? I love him. Can you show Josh one, Harley. please, Pat? I, what do you mean? I th- I. But this is what pisses me off. They yell at him. They check him. He just sits there with a smiley face, and nothing happens. Nothing happens. It's the bark and no bite. That's the Republican Party. They always they always get you excited because you think they're going to do something. But at the end of the day, Pat, they don't do shit. Nothing happens. He's been there for four years. It's not a border problem. It's a crisis. Okay, it's a crisis. And wait till you see, Tom, wait till you see when it bites us in his ass. God forbid, but I know it's going to happen when some terrorist shit goes down and that guy's going to walk. Nothing's going to happen to him. And we're going to trace it back to people that came through the border and we're going to figure out where they came from. And isn't it going to be interesting how the FBI and the CIA are going to suddenly give us, you know, chapter and verse on how they got here. And it's because they already know that they're here. They already know what's going on. They know that there's sleeper cells here. Yeah. Well, let me say something about this situation. It is sad as hell that if you're from Venezuela and you make it to America and you end up in Chicago, you're like, I'm good, bro. I got to go back to Venezuela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, they're the, that's the worst country to be in in the uh, Western Hemisphere with the, with, with the potential of Haiti being right up there. But I, I don't see them going back to Venezuela. Once they made it in this country, believe me, they're not fleeing back to Venezuela. You know where they're going? Right where Ken Griffin said people are going. Down to Miami, Miami. down to South Florida, my friend. So I have a lot of Venezuelan friends. I have a lot of Colombian friends. I have a lot of friends from South America. Believe me, if they made it in this country, they're going south. Yeah, they're going to head to they're yeah. head to Miami. They're going to head to Florida. 100%. They're not fleeing back to Venezuela. That's why I thought this was an absolute Babylon B article. And it's true. But it just goes to show the downfall of Chicago. I remember I'm a huge Frank Sinatra fan. Everyone knows the New York, you know, it's up to you. 
No, everyone knows that song. But everyone forgets he also sang about Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Chicago. Tell me the last time somebody sang a song about Chicago these days. That's the first. That's, yeah. I, don't I know mean, Jay Z and Alicia time. Keys did their, you know, New York, New York <laughs> so, song. But did you go party Chicago. in Chicago? Tom, I'll party everywhere, buddy. No, Just I mean, like, if you, you like, come with if me. you like Sinatra, did you get, you ever go to the Pump Room at the Omni Ambassador Hotel? Tell they, us a story, they, Tom. They, no, they still have. I'm saying I, you said Chicago and them. I assume you knew. No, yeah. they, they still have his. Uh, they still have his booth there. All right. Oh, wow. All right, Tom, we'll check that thing out. Thanks, bud. Don't let Tom fool you, Tom. Tom, Tom was party an after-hours king, Yeah, you know, was. drinking water at 3 o'clock <laughs> because he had some. Wait, filter. He was rolling. <laughs> rolling in my 500 bins. Oh, I thought I when, when you said Tom was rolling and something yeah, and drinking water, it's I was actually, thinking That's exactly else. what actually, I was talking about. But uh, anyway, uh, so next, the clearest <laughs> sign yet that commercial real estate is in trouble, okay? Take a look at this chart, by the way, Rob, if you can pull this WSJ story up. Uh, with what's going on with commercial real estate, it's uh, it's a little bit ugly, a little bit ugly. But some people are still holding on and thinking everything's going to be fine. Well, here we go. Um, foreclosures well, in commercial real estate sector are on the rise, particularly in the mezzanine loans, making it a significant downturn in property market. This year, a record number of foreclosures notices have been issued for high-risk mezzanine loans, tolling 62 notices through October, more than double the previous year's figures. Mezzanine loans known for their high interest rates have experienced a surge in defaults due to rising interest rates and increasing vacancies. These loans have played a substantial role in various property types, including office buildings and apartments. Why would you buy a building on a freaking mezzanine loan? Uh, interest rates are in mezzanine loans, which typically would be around 10 or 12% in the past, are now risen over 15 damn 15 percent making refinancing challenging and leading to more defaults and foreclosures tom i think you know think about mezzanine loan what, what do you what do you think about when you see this chart here when i see this chart i look at the bar on the far right for 2023 Shoot. and i'd like to remind people that fourth quarter stats are not in that bar yet and take a look at what's here it's it's basically what we've seen coming you know you have you have Three steps. Step one, work from home. Step two, return to office. Not everyone. Step three, I don't need all this uh, extra square footage. I don't renew my lease. I can't renew my lease. I break my lease. I get bankruptcy court to erase my lease. And then the commercial real estate crisis starts. Commercial real estate, step four, this is local banks. And now, guess what's going on? Now the banks are foreclosing because, hey, you didn't, you, you haven't paid us the payment. You've gone six months. We wanted to restructure it. Bankruptcy judge said restructure it, and all of a sudden, boom! Look at that. And so you could see it was it went up in um, in twenty one during COVID. Went down in twenty two, as you might expect, with a little bounce back. And now here we are in twenty three. Look at that. It's almost double. Excuse me. It is double. Uh, 22, and we don't even have fourth quarter stats in here. So this is this is the consequence of COVID, work from home, return to return to office, and a, economy that is not as good as you as the stock market would let you believe it. And now we've got uh, empty buildings and banks are foreclosing. Look at that. But you know what? You're going to get deals on on uh, commercial real estate right around election time. Yeah. I know somebody that's uh, looking on the market. For a, couple, a couple deals, if you know, if you, you, you know, have some friends. <laughs> Is that crazy? It's doubled over last year, and you don't even have fourth quarter stats in here. We're actually looking at a property today, and uh, we're making a bunch of offers and uh, what we're doing. But yeah, but look at 08, though. Look at 08. Just look at 08 after the big, you know, big short, the crash, all that. Goes a little bit up, and then boom, flattens, comes back down. Doesn't get back to the same levels till 2019. But look what happens mm -hmm. after COVID. You know what that sign is, Tom? 
That sign to me is purely what Zoom did to commercial real estate. That's got nothing to do with the economy. Because it, it, if it's 08, 08 was economy. And look how much economy climbed mm -hmm. up. Not a big spike. But this last explosion to me to go this sky. Okay, look at 08. How much bigger is this year's than 08? And remember, Q4 is not in there. So assume this is going to end up being above 80. Is that a fair assessment to say it's going to end up being above 80, Tom? Absolutely. Okay, let's say it's going to end up being 85. What is 08 times 2023? So what is that? Let's just call 08, round it up, and call it 10. <laughs> I think it's more like a 7, Tom. More like 7? Okay, okay, so that's 11 times. 11 Whoa. times. 11 times. So, so people are sitting there saying, man, you know, I don't know. I think Zoom has something to do with it. And at the same time, these interest rate mezzanine loans, you don't mess with mezzanine loans. We did once, and I was as quickly as I could pay them off. We paid them off. Tom, I'm like, Tom. Pay that thing off. We paid it off and we went and got 10 million bucks. You remember that when we kind of went through it. It can work for its purpose, but you got to use them carefully. Yes, you don't use it carefully. You can lose everything you got. And we were able to pay it off so, as soon as possible. So, so uh, I don't know, it might have been Rob. Oh, that's Rob, you're, you're, you, you got yeah, you you to uh, so, mute your mic. So, Pat, a bunch of people, I mean, if you have money, then yeah. buying a bunch of this commercial real estate right now would be smart and just hold on to it if you can it, afford it, 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 right? It, it, there is desperate sellers right now, but there's going to be more desperate sellers in 6 to 12 months. But, but, but and, and desperate sellers, so meaning if you have the money, snatch up as much of it as you can because it's not, mm, that's obviously going to come right back. Now right now, maybe there's a phrase they use right now, and it's right now you might be trying to catch a falling knife, Yeah, and you don't do that. You're going to get cut all the way down. Uh, I don't know if we've seen the bottom yet. Oh, wow. I don't think in commercial real estate you've seen the bottom. Not uh, in commercial real estate. Not, not up in here. No, it's not happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> not up in here. No, not, not up in not, here. Pat, Pat, you bring up a good point that 08 is completely entirely different of what's going on today yes. because in 08 – the the whole emphasis was these mortgage-backed securities and the toxics loans and everything that was going on with that and the big short. And everyone was, couldn't afford your mortgage. Everyone was buying, because with the whole Nina, what is it? No income, no assets. And you were just basically, every, strippers were qualifying for three mortgages and everyone. And God bless them. These days, it, it, it's, it's almost the exact opposite. People can't get into homes before it was just basically they couldn't get out of them or they were getting kicked out of them. But commercial real estate didn't have a problem back in 08 other than basically the Bear Stearns of the world and uh, major companies that were shutting down. You talk about how AIG, what was going on with that. These days, the whole work from home, work from anywhere, it's an entirely different marketplace is all I'm basically trying to say. The two don't have an actually uh, You're right. That's significant why correlation. You didn't hear me mention interest rates or any economic stats when I was talking. I took you through the steps that was COVID, lockdown, you know, work from home, return to office. Not everybody returns to office. And then the breaking of the leases. Mm -hmm. And it's all been corporate and COVID-level decisions and the economics of work mm -hmm. from home and Zoom coming out of nowhere, you know, um, to, you know, impact impact lives. But by the but, way, do, I don't know if we can pull this up real quick. Zoom's stock price, all-time high in 2020, 2021. It, it, it can't be looking good these days. Where, I mean, how much is it down? Oh, we looked at it before. Just go to yeah. a five-year. Go to a five-year. That, that one right there. Look yeah. at that. Hey, that's no good, baby. No, it's no good at, at all. Seven. Plummeted. If you, <laughs> this plums. By the way, yeah. you know If you really would have bought it in 2020 and, and you got out and basically in a year, 
man, you made some money. If you're still holding on to Zoom, thinking that's coming back, you're rooting for another freaking well, pandemic. I mean, Rob, well, hover hey, over 2020. Hover right over 2020 to get a number. See, well, 66. So just forget that those three years existed. It's gone from 66 to 63. And just forget about the exactly. climb on Mount Everest and, and the fall down the other side. But you know also what this says, right. though. You know what also this says? It's back to discipline. Fake but, success. But, no, no. But also what this says is people are not working from home anymore. That's also what this says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this is also just like 08 to 2023 showed the spike. That mm-hmm. showed the fact that it doesn't have to do where it's a market crash to market crash. It's two different games. This was part of work from home. Now they're starting to come back home. This also shows, you know, people are coming back to work from uh, the office. So we'll see. We'll see what's going to be happening there. Next, U.S. continuing jobless claims rise and highest in almost two years. This is a Bloomberg story, page 13. Uh, if you want to go to it, folks, here very soon, you're going to be able to get the notes that we go through. All the notes, every interview, everything we do, you'll be able to get it as well. Stay tuned for that. So um, U.S. continuing jobless claims rise to highest in almost two years. Continuing applications for U.S. unemployment benefits have surged. But best way to kind of measure this to the highest level in nearly two years, reaching 1.87 million people in the week ending November 4th, marking the eighth consecutive week of increases. Initial jobless claims have increased to 231,000 during the week. Ending November 11th, the highest level observed since August during rising jobless claims, along with data including a drop in U.S. factory production and declining home builder sentiment in November due to high mortgage rates, are contributing to speculation among traders that the Federal Reserve may have concluded its interest rate hikes. At the same time, you all see the story, uh, see the story right next to it. Retail sales drops in October. For the first time in seven months. Tom, what are you noticing here with these two numbers? Is that the Q3 party is over. We had a big party where everybody spent crazy. We talked about the used HELOCs. We talked about that they ran their credit cards up to a trillion dollars. The party is over. The cooling of the economy is here. And maybe the Fed has achieved, you know, a 3% inflation rate. Maybe they have. But it was going to come with consequences. And a soft Q4 is here. And the prospect, we've been talking about recession for a while, and I know I've been out there and I've predicted that it was going to be here this year, and I was not correct about that. But I think I am dead right that in the middle of Q1 to the middle of Q2 next year, we are going to have an absolute recession because everything is here. And ignore the stock market. There are other dynamics going on there. But this this is what I see. Job claims are sustaining themselves for um, jobless claims. In other words, I couldn't find a job. I'd like to renew my jobless claim to see if I can get state support. Um, And then now you also see the uh, number of jobs being built is down and other things are down. So the party for Q3 was over. Enjoy the 5% GDP. We're here for 1% in Q4. And I think we're going to see a recession midway through Q1. Tom, let me ask you why you think you're going to see a recession. You said Q1 in 2024, so that's two, three months away, right? I want to, So here's some stats for you because I want to get your take on this. Current unemployment rate in the U.S. is what, 3.9% they just came out with? That's not horrible. They want to be under 5%, right? That's the sort of target number. Un, uh, you, you brought up inflation. Uh, I think the current inflation rate is low threes. 3.3, I think, was the latest number. They want it to be around, what, 2%. Stock market doing okay. You see crypto doing okay. So obviously the real estate market looks like a mess right now. But if you look at just sort of the basic 
numbers in the economy, things seem to be doing okay. So where do you see the biggest cracks in the economy? And why are you so sure that there's going to be a economic downturn or recession in the next few months? Well, take everything you said and just put the word today at the end of each sentence. Mm -hmm. So right now, I think we're I think unemployment's going to be back up to 5%. Um, in the next three months? Midway through Q1? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You, the, the, the layoffs, the layoffs are, are starting. It's not going to be a wave. It's not going to be a sudden spike like COVID. But what you're about to see is contraction. And you have to remember, part of the stock market pop that we've just experienced was layoffs in Q1. Remember how many layoffs? Layoffs, 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 layoffs. And they, they put they put those charges off, and then they artificially – profits are up sort of artificial. And then you have to look at it a year later and say, okay, if you laid off a bunch of people and your profits are up Q3, Q4 unexpectedly, okay, can you do that trick in Q1? What's it going to look like? So I, I believe that right now the economy is in the midst of a contraction, and what will come with it is a slow, steady growth in unemployment culminating in a 5% rate halfway through Q1 and a recession. That's just another reason for me to vote for, for Biden and the, and the Democratic Party. That's what I'm going to... By the way, I'm not, alone, I'm not alone here. You read between the lines here. I'm not no, alone. No, I, Tom, if anybody we're going to believe, it's going to be you. And, and by the way, talking about Biden, Rob, if you can show this. So here's Biden being asked G? a question about G, and then we're going to show the clip <laughs> about what's going on in San Francisco. So... Um, first, Rob, let's start off with the San Francisco, what it looks like. By the way, this is when you watch this, the first part I'm going to show you is China. Then I'm going to show you what San Francisco looks okay. like. Okay. This is China. Go ahead. Go ahead and play this, Rob, if you can. Rob, Rob, go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Rob, play this. Play it. Let me hear this. Wow. China. It's so clean. The streets of China. Is Look incredible. at China, Look at bro. Like, I like how they represent with all of their flags. I, yeah. I respect. I mean, you have to do that. It's your country. It's you your have country. To show that uh, all flags. It's clean. Look, Pat. Is there any dirt? No dirt. Well, this is the case study. Like they're saying, look how clean China is. China. This is what we expect San Francisco wow, to be. Dude. To be honest with you, I would love to move to China. And there's, it looks there's like she that. coming in. But, but, and there's she. And, and you can you can pause it now, folks. Wow. I'm, I'm messing with you. China. That's actually San Francisco. Oh, really? That's okay. San Fr Even Rob got confused. Rob's yeah, like, I don't know. Like, that doesn't look very Chinese. <laughs> and, and Rob, mind. Um, that my, is. You got me, Pat. China. You got they me good. Made, that's San Francisco. They made yeah. San Francisco look like. Is, China. There, and, and is here, there any video of what that street typically looks like? No, I'd love to no, see it. Well, no, oh, well, it used to be disgusting. They cleaned it up. They put barriers. Used to be a guy walls. with a hammer living on that street. He was one of a, <laughs> a, a, a Paul, Paul Pelosi. Paul, yeah, he yeah. was. But That's go exactly ahead. Right. Mind you, but, but pay attention, guys. Not Man, one. Shout out to Paul not, Pelosi. Not one American flag. Not one pride flag. It's all about China. And bro, and Gavin Newsom has. Pat, I don't know if you saw. Uh, this is Gavin Newsom's response. They asked Gavin Newsom, well, you're cleaning this up just because there's some uh, a dictator is coming here, some leader, Play. and that's your excuse? Play. Say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true. Why? Because it's the true. There. No, <laughs> because it's but true. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. That, I know. God. Like, okay, let's so, so Pat, here's so my question. This Why? is a smart politician getting in front of the narrative. Yeah, but but exactly. can I ask you guys a question, though, Pat? It's, it's the eight mile approach. What? Like, yeah, why? I know I live in a trailer park. I know that San Francisco's shitty. I know that there's, there's poop maps oh, okay, everywhere. Yeah, but we're going to clean this after. thing up. Rob, okay, go good. Look this. at that. Go back look a little bit, Rob, so everybody can go for it. What well, is the San Francisco before and after? Look at the top. Look at that. That's the same street before. 
And those are metal things wow. so homeless people can't sleep. They put that there so no homeless people could even get comfortable. Look, walls. What happened yeah. to the bo no border wall? But I at, think at, I think for this. the sake of America, she should just do a tour of America. Get to, <laughs> go to New York, everywhere. Go to Chicago. Yeah. Come down to but Dallas. Get he, some texts. Come and down to Florida. That's partying. Uh, where South Beach? She where, just clean up the country. Where is the American? Unbelievable. Outrage. Where's the outrage that it takes a dictator to come here for them to clean up a city that we've been begging, clean up the the, the yeah. homeless, the drugs, the it's disgusting. So it takes this piece of shit to come here. By the way, he's two for two for cleaning up our streets. First, the first with COVID, it looked just like that, and now with this. Well, no, with this. I mean, but we had a lot of riots during no, COVID. No, no, no. But hold friend. on, I'm telling you right now, this this relationship, this situation should worry. Everybody, Gavin Newsom, who we all know is going to be running for president. We're not mm -hmm. stupid. He's buddy-buddy with China. China's coming in. They're showing their force. Biden Biden just said to uh, guys, what, what did he say, Rob? He goes, hey, Gavin Newsom's a great governor. I wouldn't mind him oh, taking my spot. Clip, watch this. Watch this here. Pay Go attention to what this idiot says. Listen. I want to thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. Yeah. 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 Matter of fact, he could do anything you want. He could have the job I'm looking for. He could do anything he wants. He could even take the job that I'm looking for, meaning you the have president. The job. You have, you have the job. You have the job. Well, he has, he has uh, no Mr. idea president, what's going on. You are the you president. president. Yeah. But by the way, play, play the clip when they ask him about G, and he says what he says, and Blinken's face. <laughs> You have to see his this handler. when he's answering. His handler like, the president, president don't, don't, don't say that. Yeah. Don't say that. Watch this. Mr. President, after today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used earlier this year. Look. Oh, my God. <laughs> he got blinking, blinking. Blinking's blinking. Go back again. Go back again. Roll it again. Go I back again. again. And, and Mr. Just, Mr. President, after today, would you still refer to he's President so Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used Look. earlier this do that again. I'll talk to him. You know what that face is? Most Americans know what that face is. This is Thanksgiving, and your wife just, and you're at the Thanksgiving table, got the whole family around, everybody has sharp knives, and your wife just says something about your mom. And Thanksgiving, <laughs> and Thanksgiving is about to go into yeah. a big verbal fight, yep. and that's and you. That's and, and he's, Tom, don't throw Kim under the bus. Well, my, no, I'm not. You have a great wife. Oh, gosh. It's pretty crazy. It's going to be a long see, dinner. Though, even, even when he was sitting across from she, and the, and the meeting was coming to an end. He his his he's one of the main handlers. Kirby's one of the other handlers. But then right when it was done, the the their their other handlers are kicking out all the mm -hmm. press corps. And they're like, no, no, everybody get the hell out. You can't even get to Biden. I'm shocked they even let this question happen. But more concerning is the relationship that these guys have with Xi. He shook his hand, they're friends. This and this just brings back their whole relationship. Rob, can with you pull up the Vegas uh, odds for Newsom? Yeah, I think I might, yeah. it might have actually been lower than 12, but think about it. Why think are you about doing this that? Guy. I can't wait for this guy's, uh, I can't wait for him to write the book. Yeah, Newsom is 12 to 1. 12 yeah. to 1? He was at 41 was 44 to 1. 44, and we and Adam couldn't get the bet. Guys, I'm telling you at home, Still not that late, is the man. bet to make but is Gavin Newsom, especially with China. Especially look, with China. By the way, look by at the way, by the way look, yeah. look at this. Look at Vivek. Even though they show Haley ahead, look where Vivek is at, tied yeah. with RFK. Oh, wow. I didn't see look that. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. so the polls, 
and only two away from DeSantis being at 12. Vivek. Got, by the way, if you want to go there, you wait for Rob to pull that up. Because I've got some new polls too. I yeah. love polls. Brand can, new can we, polls. Can we address kind of yeah. what what actually some of the tangible substance that actually happened in this meeting with China? I've I've, I've done some uh, some stuff on this. So like, obviously the the dictator thing is going to be in the headlines. And then he was asked later. He did double down on it right <laughs> after that. Yeah. But um, hey, come on, he is. He kind of is a dictator. I mean, what do you mean kinda? He right, is he runs a, a communist party of China, and it's uh, you know if you say anything. Against the CCP, you'll end up missing. Look at Jack Ma. Where's he been? Uh, now he's sort of... But um, I think this is obviously the most important two-country relationship in the world. That, it's not even a question. If you want to get into the substance of what's going on with China, we all know that the CCP runs that country. But uh, their core foreign policy is usurping the United States to being the global leader, and they want to counter the U.S. and become the uh, dominant country in the world. So uh, the, the premise of this meeting was restoring confidence in the Chinese economy. We've covered the whole Evergrande. There wasn't even another real estate company that they've been basically under bankruptcy. So they basically came here to sort of smooth out relations in the U.S. We've seen the debt crisis. We've seen sort of the downturn in the Chinese economy. Um, but here are the key things they talk about. They didn't, they didn't mention much, if anything, about trade relations or even the, the debt situation going on in the U.S. It was all about... Um, stabilizing just general relationships. They were talking about having military contact moving forward or uh, resuming military contact, uh, working on the fentanyl situation, cooperation on that. They what do you mean by what do, they, what do they mean by working on the fentanyl situation? You guys are sending exactly. the fentanyl they, here. They addressed work, it. And they, they talked about it. climate, Adam. Climate? They did do a little bit of climate. They were talking about new dialogue regarding AI. But most importantly, probably the most important thing they discussed was the uh, conservation of pandas here in the United oh, States. That's that was one of the main topics they talked about but, over there, but they didn't really oh, get go, into trade or investment go, or anything like go back that. To, Bob, can you go back to that? Because, hold on, what China says right here, this is an ultimatum. This isn't a conversation. Uh, she says U.S. and China can only be adversaries, meaning enemies or partners with no middle ground. That isn't a relationship. That is either we're going to fight or we're going to be cool. We can't just be... Like, chill with each other. And, Adam, this just goes to show us that China owns us, owns Biden. Biden is compromised. Dude, bro, they, they've – no, no, what do you mean you don't? They right. can fly spy balloons wherever the hell they want, okay? They, they could buy land next to military bases. They're buying hundreds of thousands of acres of land. When they come to San Francisco, Not it gets cleaned up to a T, and homeless people are freaking kicked out and pushed to San Francisco. I mean, to Sacramento. Like, China owns us. How much more proof do you need? And that's why this relationship is scary, because I'm telling you right now, if Trump gets, Trump gets to run and Trump is the front runner, that's what you need to be scared of. We were talking about uh, Pandemic 2 maybe coming to help Zoom out. Who knows what the hell is going to be up their sleeves, bro, because they do not. You think China wants Trump? To come in, you're nuts. Definitely. No, no, let, me, not. let me just finish no, my point here because I think you, I, go a little faster. Go, make your yeah. go, make your point because well, I, we're about to wrap up. Okay. So, but the here thing is, uh, rather, I'm not even talking about politics right now. Put politics aside because that's obviously. But this was a business, basically a biz def situation. If you want to look at who was at that dinner last night, it was a forty thousand dollar per plate dinner, and then you can pay two thousand dollars to basically put, be a part of the GA. You got Tim Cook. Elon Musk was there, but he did, I guess, participate in the dinner. You have Stephen Schwartzman from Blackstone. Um, you have Larry Fink from BlackRock. Great. You have Ray Dalio sitting there. You got the execs from Qualcomm, from Pfizer, from FedEx, from Boeing. Mark Benioff was apparently there. 
But Mark Zuckerberg, interesting enough, wasn't there, even though that this has happened. In, he had a uh, surgery. He got hurt. He, he's That's right. hurt his he name. Got. But I think, in my opinion, and this kind of goes to you, every single name who was at this dinner, every single name who was basically a part of this, their names should be disclosed, uh, coinciding with this whole APEC meeting that was going on. Not APEC, American-Israeli, yeah. yeah. but APEC, the Asia-Pacific, the Asia-Pacific Rim that was going on there. Any name out there that's dealing with China, their name should be disclosed for sure. I'm definitely not basically saying, yeah, he can come in and do whatever he wants. I'm basically saying that I'd rather have dialogue and relationships totally. with our greatest adversary rather than yeah. being like, fuck you, because that doesn't work. Yeah, so here's the question. By the way, total net worth of $760 billion, billion was at dinner. Jeez. And, and take 250 of it from one guy, okay? Yeah. And and Jeff Bezos wow. wasn't there, so it's not like Bezos yeah. was there to add his 200. So take Bezos' two, 250. Billion. It's a trillion-dollar crew, right? Trillion-dollar net worth was there. But here, here's the thing. So she gets up. And says we can either be allies or enemies, but we can be in the middle. How do you interpret that, Tom? Uh, very simply, at this business dinner, he said the terms of being in business with China are like this: we're a full partner, which means we open the borders for each other and we are unconstrained. And or we're full adversaries, and I'm taking Taiwan, and you want to come do something about it? You know, we can we can get there. It's that simple, because what he's saying is. Tariffs. I don't want the tariffs. Hmm. I don't want the complete um, uh, impediment to certain shipments of uh, certain imports of certain materials, let alone the tariff on it. He's saying all no restrictions, no restrictions. So, and he he wants China to be our unconstrained, unrestrained trading partner to ship as much as they want in. Period. And that's the end of the story. So, so either we are mm -hmm. full partners like this and get rid of all this tariffs and stuff, or we're full adversaries. Pick one. But, Tom, wasn't that, that the whole premise of the Republican Party is just free trade, don't stop trade, laissez-faire economics? Like, isn't that wasn't sort of the well, whole part well, of what Trump was well, trying true, to make but them— But if, if free trade is truly free and if currencies are truly balanced to one another, but China has never had a currency that was balanced and pegged to the world currencies, the dollar, the euro, the pound, mm -hmm. it's never been pegged to that. It's always been an unfair— um, economic game with what happens to to pricing, well, and so yeah, it is. Unless you're dumping, unless you're you, you are putting tariffs the other way. So if there's tariffs the other way, good Republican presidents have spoken up. Oh, oh, you're going to put a tariff on aluminum going that way. I'm going to put a tariff on all the bauxite going the other way. Yeah, I, I don't that's know the way it works. I totally get that, mm. but. Well, I but, Tom, but I wanted to ask him, though. so Tom, with that attitude, either adversaries, either enemies or partners, once we say, okay, we sign on to this, which it seems like they're going to do, but I think Biden's going to do it, then when they want to attack Taiwan, we're, remember, there's no middle. We're either with them or against them. So I, what's the, I, what do I've, we do? I've made my one point, and it's just another 20 minutes to go and analyze it. But you yeah. don't like. So here's, what, here's what I would say. This, this is what I would say with this. For me, he's getting up here. He's saying what he's saying. Great. You want to be allies? Great. Um, it's either this or that. I actually like the way he's doing it. If I'm if I'm China, and I'm in his ear, or if I'm a, if I'm somebody that's processing with him on how to present this to America, he did it the right way, because mm -hmm. what he's trying to say is, whoever gets elected next, you guys better not start investigating me for, you know. COVID. What happened during COVID and <laughs> Wuhan and all this stuff? You better not bring that up because if you do that, we're not partners. Of course, that's, that's what, what he's, he's doing. So now here's a part: uh, if America doesn't investigate that, then the American people who don't ask for that as an important issue are so short-sighted 
and so quick to move on that the only way you resolve any issue, for example, think about it. What, 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 what needs to be there for capitalism to work? What needs to be there for capitalism to work in a fair way? What needs to be there? Freedom, liberty, and debate. Okay, there's one word that needs to be there. Laws, okay? Why do you need laws? Because if you don't have laws, then there's a lot of things that somebody can come and do to bully you. For example, China, back in the days when they wanted to kind of start competing with U.S., there's one reason why they couldn't compete with U.S. China only had four law schools. The entire country only had four law schools. Think about that. That's crazy. What the hell you mean you have only four law schools? So then they started investing into law schools because they needed to have law and order. So when you compete, you're able to go do what you're doing, and it's safe and protected, right? So what is the whole concept of law and order? That leads to what? Why do we need law and order? To hold people what? Accountable. accountable. accountable sir. Is China going to be held accountable? Definitely not. No. But, the, the, but that's not the right thing, though. Obviously. They, they, they have to be held accountable, they, and we have to find out what happens because— and then China says, you know, it's either we're allies or not. Fine, let's define allies. Is it your definition of ally? Is it you defining? Because mm-hmm. you and I can get, a uh, husband and wife can get married and say, I want to be a partner for the rest of my life. Okay, maybe your definition of partner is very different than mine. Your definition of partner could be give me half of everything you got. That's not my definition of partner. Here's what my definition of partner is. So if you want to be partners, here's what I want you to do. What's that? Allow every one of our social media companies to be in China. Give access to all our social media companies. That's a definition of partnership to us. Yeah. If you're okay with this, we want to go out there and investigate it to find out what happened with COVID. Because I'm sure you want to know, just like we want to know. Of course. Let's be partners. Yeah. Let's partner up and find out where it was leaked mm-hmm. to see if it did come out. You want to be partnered? That, to me, is what you call a partnership, right? So whoever is the dictionary to define the word partner dictates the terms. If China decides what the meaning of partnership is, it may not be a partnership to us, but it means to them. So, But he's playing his cards in a very brilliant way. And by the way, one thing about Biden, here's the one thing about Biden. Forget about what Biden should say. What Biden typically says off the cuff and then he corrects himself, himself, that's what really Biden believes in. 100%. Did you understand what I just said right there? Absolutely. Like Biden knows this guy's a communist dictator, but they're going to go correct him. Because that's not what you're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. It's what he is. Mm-hmm. So Biden's not necessarily a, a diplomatic, uh, uh, you know, uh, he doesn't have the diplomatic prowess of, you know, going out there and just showing his ability to do that. It's not a specialty. Um, but we know who this guy is. And at the end of the day, whoever's able to negotiate and structure what a partnership means, that organization controls the other one. I'm not comfortable partnering up with a country. And by the way, you said something. You said... Don't you believe in the fact that, you know, laissez-faire, you know, let them, you know, Republican Nixon is probably where you're going to. Let's open up this and let's open up that. Yeah, open trade. But it's got to be both ways, though. Mm-hmm. And this is not both ways. This is not both ways. This is more this way. They're benefiting. U.S. is not benefiting from this relationship as much as they are. Makes sense. The amount of money on import-export, when you look at the how much they're getting instead of us, they're crushing it in the negotiation. Xi and China should write a book on negotiation. It'll probably do better than Art of the Deal. And, and 
the reality is they are we don't want to them to be we don't want to try to go to war with china especially a hot war but they're not our friend this isn't a binary option it's somewhere in the middle here we're competitors we're decoupling from their situation over there they're, we're all about capitalism they're all about communism and they're, 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 we're never going to see eye to eye on this and what was the whole China 2030? What was that? The way they Made wanted? in 2025. Yeah, 2025. That's that's uh, two years. 13 months from now. Yep. <laughs> but the uh, 2025 is a global step. But that obviously was pre-COVID. But I, I, we, we can have competition without conflict, I think is really what it comes down to. But they are not our friends. So I don't believe that this is a binary option. That looks like an underage kid working right there, uh, Rob, that photo that you got. That looks like a child labor camp, which I'm I don't sure it is, Ben. I'm pretty sure it is. He's such, he's such a good guy that we should r- roll up the red carpet for him. I don't trust him at all. So Dwayne Johnson was on Joe Rogan, and they talked about president. You know, hey, you know, he says, you know, a lot of people from both sides are asking me I should run for president. All this Is this the part where he talks about running, or is this the part where he talks about Joe Biden, friends, things like that? The second one? Go ahead and play the clip. I was a kid. You can have a Republican friend. Like, it, did, it was no big deal. <laughs> yes, yes. It's no big deal. Like, oh, Bobby likes George Bush. Of Who course. cares? Who gives right. a fuck? You know, you were a supporter of Bill Clinton. He liked George Bush. Nobody cared. Nobody, like, fuck you. You yeah. know, it wasn't like you're a Nazi. Like, I'm a, what am I, I'm a Nazi. I just want lower taxes. That's, <laughs> what the fuck what are you, are you talking about? How did I become a Nazi? Dude, it's, a, it's the craziest thing. I have friends who support Trump. I have friends who support Biden. I have friends. Do you really have friends who support Biden? I do. <laughs> Come on. Well, no, 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 no. Here's, here's what I do. I have, I have friends. Thank you. That's a good check because that's important. <laughs> this is important context. They support the Democratic Party. I have friends who are loyal to the party. Yes. You'd be okay. loyal to the party. Where where are you? Remember that clip? Yeah, with Trump. You remember when he did call on out Trump? Yeah. Six years ago, four, three years ago? No, it was during COVID, right? Three years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. Three years. Where are you? And, you know, I'm like, he was wearing a black shirt or something like that. Yep. Yeah, relax. I don't know, man. You know you know what I think when I see this? By the way, good for him for going on Brogan. Fantastic. Uh, the right place he went to do that. You know, The Rock is one of these guys that you love his story. You want to love him. You want to love him. You want to support him. You want to be all there for him. And But there's one challenge with The Rock. You know what the challenge is with The Rock? He wants the cake and he wants, what does that eat phrase go? Cake he and want, eat it too. He, Have your cake yeah. and yeah. eat it too. He wants, he wants, and you can't. Yeah. You can't do that today because, you know, so you, the whole conversation with Kram Reza Pahlavi, when we're having a conversation yesterday, the whole conversation is about take a position. Do you want the job or do you not want the job? So imagine if your father is the king of Iran, okay? Do you know in an interview with CBS in 1976, you know what, who they considered the most powerful leader in the world, sure. the most powerful man in the world? His father? Reza Shah Pahlavi, Muhammad Reza Pahlavi. Wow. By CBS, they said this is this, to his face. You may be the most powerful man on earth, okay? You go from that, you're his son, you learn how to fly planes at 11 years old, okay? You're sharp, you're smart, you're eloquent, you're all that stuff. Everybody wants you to run for office. Everybody wants you to go back and go be this and go be the second coming of your dad and your grandfather and all this stuff. The question becomes what? Do you? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't want to do it. Maybe he's got a different plan for himself, right? For me, what The Rock is, you know, he wants to keep Hollywood happy 
and keep his Oprah Winfrey friends and all this stuff. But he knows deep down inside he's a Republican. Mm -hmm. Rock is a Republican. Rock is not a liberal. Rock is not a Democrat. Rock is a center-right guy. Rock is a pro-America, pro-military, pro-hard work, pro-do-your-thing, mm -hmm. pro-protect-your-family, pro-mother, pro-father, pro-being a husband, pro-being a good father, pro-taking care of yourself, pro-being clean, pro-being organized. These are all qualities of center-right, responsibility, you know, give back. He's all that. He's got all of that. But he knows if he comes out and says that, he loses 80% of the people that he's doing movies with. And the way he was talking about running for, you know, a lot of my friends on both sides, it's kind of surreal. How did I go from being a regular guy to now people are asking me to run for office and all this stuff? It's very surreal. It's very surreal. No, it's not surreal, Rock. DJ, you got a couple hundred million followers, man. You're, you're, you're the most recognizable face on earth. I think he was 57% of people worldwide recognize his face. Of course. Minus like a couple countries. He's got the highest rating on people that won the best smiles in the game, good-looking guy comes prepared, showman, entertaining, likable. But, brother, if you want to go in this space, you have to take a position. You do. Vanilla's not going to get you into the White House. So a lot of things that people were talking to him about, they're like, well, I don't know about that. 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 Right? It was like a, either he does or he doesn't want to give his opinions on it. To me, he doesn't give me the feeling of a guy that doesn't know about that. I get the vibes from Brock that he knows. He knows enough to have an opinion on it, and he's logical enough to take a position. Um, but does he want to? That's the question. Because mm -hmm. if he chooses to run, and he runs as a Democrat, okay, do you really believe in the policies that they believe in? Do you really believe it, or do you feel you want to do that? Because you know, is the question between your camp, are you having these types of conversations with the people that are in your corner? Hey, guys, let me ask you, should I run as a Democrat or a Republican? They're going to run polls to see what way would he have a higher chance of winning instead of what do you want to run for? There's a, those, these are two different – I don't know if you understand what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. So you shouldn't do a poll and say, which one's going to give me a higher chance of becoming the president? The question should be, what do you believe in? Perfect. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yep. Great. If you believe in this, run as a – Center left, center right, run as a this, run as a that, instead of, you know, well, based on these polls, if you run as a Democratic rock, you will win 54% and you'll beat the Republican rock of 46%. I think that's what his camp is probably doing. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. And, and, and but think about it. If he does go to that Democratic route, you know, the same people that when Joe Biden says, oh, they told me that I can't say this. They're going to be, they're controlling him the entire way. Like, he's not going to have his own decision. He would make one hell of a leader if he let it rip. And he, you ever, you ever read the book Fountainhead or At the Shrug? Yeah. Have I you guys read. gone through yeah. any of At those two Shrugged. books? I okay. never read Fountainhead. Have you read At the Shrug, Tom? Have you read Fountainhead? Have you? Ellsworth. Okay. So, you know, in the, the one part where the husband, his wife is like, like this, and the mother-in-law are like this. Well, we need more money to go do this. And he's just going to work and doing what he's doing. And he's just sick and tired of being married to the wife that he is. You, you, you know that scene? Yeah, he's like on a little hamster wheel kind of thing. Yeah. He's just running life like that. Yeah, and, and finally, he takes a stand. He's like, this is it, man. This is where I'm at. And you know what happens? He earns a respect. He really, you know, there needs to be a part where everybody's telling him what to do. What do you believe in, man? Go do that. Mm -hmm. If you do that and you're straight up about it, you're not acting, you're being authentic, we will feel it. But if you're doing the acting stuff, where are you? You're an actor. 
Yeah. That wasn't you really doing that at Trump. You were doing that because WME or CAA or whoever told you to do so. And you're, by, by the way, check this out. When Dana White talks, do you believe it's Dana talking? One hundred percent, thousand percent. I could stop you right from there because you could tell he doesn't give a shit about your feelings. He just wants to let you know what's when, up. When, when, uh, let's go through a list of these. When LeBron talks, is it LeBron talking, or is he thinking about his agent China. and all this stuff? And, and, China. Okay. and China talking. When, when vacuous, vapid, empty. You can go through a list of actors. You can go to a list of when Trump's talking. Who's talking? Trump. Okay. When Obama's talking, who's talking? Pretty much Obama. Uh, I don't know. I don't Who do you know. think's talking when Obama's talking? I, I, think I, it's, I think it's half Obama, and I think it's half measured. Believe it or not, I think it's more Obama talking than when Biden's talking. When Biden's talking, it's not Biden talking. Of course it's not. So, but, but even, and I'm with you. You asked me about Obama, my take is totally 50-50. Okay, I'm more 60. I think Obama's talking 60%. I don't think he has a mouthpiece for somebody else. But we're on the same page. Yeah, we he are. is not a full true believer. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, so for me... When when Rock talks, not when he acts, he comes out with a movie. I'm supporting yourself. Yeah. I love his gear. I have his shoes. I love his clothes. But when you're talking about beliefs, I'm sitting there saying that's your camp talking, mm -hmm. and I hate to say that. And I would love, I would love to talk to the guy off camera, no phones, nothing, and just say, "What do you want to do?" Like, what, <laughs> like I would love that conversation. But again, it's uh, he. I'm not sure if I'm his cup of tea. He likes more different types of conversations, but yeah, go for and it. By the way, and you know what weak leadership in that situation looks like? What? Do we remember when Obama was caught on a hot mic leaning forward into Putin's ear yeah. and said, I will have more flexibility on this issue after the election? Of course. He I was mean. running. Remember that? He was running that. against Romney, and he leans yeah. up and says that. Do you think Ronald Reagan ever says that to Gorbachev? Never. Not in a million years. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll have balls after the election. Yeah. I, no. I ordered them. They're, I don't have Amazon Prime, but they're going to get delivered right after the election. I'll be able to do something. Sorry. Well, here's my take on The Rock real quick. I think down to his core, you're talking about a guy who had played football at the University of Miami. Go Canes, by the way. Um, then he went to the WWE. Do you smell w what The w Rock w is cooking? It was the app. Like, that was his base, right? Men, yeah. football, wrestling. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. 100%. But then... Look what happens in Hollywood. Once you go to Hollywood, right? You see what happened to John Cena when he basically said something about Taiwan? Homeboy speaks Mandarin now. <laughs> Fluent. Oh, so yeah. Like he had to give a full-on apology in Mandarin. I don't know how they did that. I, I don't think that but, was the Mandarin dialect. It's pretty much I, yeah, what, what it was. Yeah, yeah. But now The Rock, he's, he's worth how many hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. now? I have the opinion that most people, if not all, are for sale. Okay, so hey, Rock, you want to be worth a uh, billion dollars? Cool. Just get into the Hollywood world. You know, it's obviously Democratic left. It's woke. It's all that. It's LGBT. It's pride. It's the yeah. LGBTQIA cult mafia, all that. But like, you're going to be a billionaire. So you got to be anti Trump. You got to stand for this and just walk the line. But it's binary work or don't work. Correct. So it, I think he's made his decision. I think at the end of the day, yeah, he's probably more of a synergist, center right guy. But he's going to play the Hollywood game, and that's why I don't think he's doing anything in politics. I, I agree. Because I think down to his core, he is more of a center, center-right guy, but he has to play the leftist in order to basically appease Hollywood. You have that video of John Cena, by the way? Uh, well, John the, Cena, the like the whitest guy ever, speaks Mandarin? Go ahead. This is, this isn't Tell the me apology, you can't be bought. No, no, you can't play this. You can't no, play this. No, you can't. This, okay. Rob, this isn't the apology. There's one where he's just looking. Yeah, there it is the right camp. there. This is it. This is John Cena. 
This is what uh, let me, let me, let me, let me translate. Let me translate. I am so sorry. Let me translate for, for the people at home. I'm so sorry. can't hear it, though. So sorry. Oh, my money's gone. You can stop so right. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's what it looks like when, when you can be bought by the money. Well, 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 by the way, nothing wrong with that. Go get your freaking money. No, Aaron, but just can't be trusted. But and but here's my thing though. Like, okay, so The Rock, I agree with you 100%. Adam, no way in hell he's giving up Hollywood to go be a, a president or anybody in the political world. But I, I want to ask you a question. What would happen? I want to ask all you guys. What would happen if this election, he comes out, The Rock, instead of you know the video where he's like, "Come, where are you, Trump?" and he goes like this, guys. Uh, I'm Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, with what's happening with the country, with the border, with the economy, with the brink of World War III, with everything that's happening, I got to go with Trump. What happens to his whole career? Everything. The Rock. Plummets. It goes, guess what? Plummets. Girls are going to come out of the woodwork and say that he touched them. Every, his, his career, his name, his legacy yeah. goes to shit. He'll get Russell branded. 1,000%. So guess what? You nailed it, Adam. He's staying right in his lane. Yeah. He's not getting political, and that is it. And, bro, just do that then. Yeah, say it. I would I, come out and be like, I have no interest in running for president. Period. This is not what I'm at. Does yeah. Make your money. Yeah, just like Gavin Newsom said. He's like, I'm not, I'm not running for president. But Gavin okay. Newsom is running for okay, president. Okay, Gavin. We got you, but this is the clip. This is the clip that you were talking about, Adam. Where uh, he knew some hair is in bed. Oh, this okay. is the clip that you were talking about, Tom. This is the one with the Russia where he goes. No, 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 no. Yes, it is. No, that's not Putin. No, it's not Putin. But this is Putin's uh, number this one. Is, we'll, we'll go. We'll go yeah. after the stuff after, okay. afterwards. You can play that if you want to play it. Go ahead. Yeah, this is. This oh, and it was. I'm sorry, it wasn't Putin. Yeah, it was yeah, Medvedev. Medvedev. Uh, was it? My last election, please. Yeah. Uh, after my election, I have more flexibility. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll have more leeway. With, oh, oh, we're, we're mic still? Oh, that's weird. Are you people still here? Oh, yeah, we still that's got politics, mic. though. Come on. Yeah, but that's come on, politics, my ass. You don't say that. You don't think those conversations take place off camera every single day in every single country of the world? Oh, 100 We just caught it on a hot mic. 100%. Uh, but, so he's in bed with Putin. That's what. That, that, I'm not going to. He's in bed with Putin. He's basically saying, I have more wiggle room after the election. Every. Candidate would probably say something I, like I that. I don't trust Wiggles or rooms, Adam. Yeah, well, so. You can go the hyperbolic comment and just say, gosh, these conversations happen all the time, and you can be correct. <laughs> I'm talking about what I, my point was leadership. You're not going to see, if I'm Reagan, I'm not going to have a conversation with him. I'm going to talk to Putin direct, and I'm not going to say that. That's, that's leadership. You got to know who you are. Shot. What are you defending? What are you changing? What are you creating? That's why you run for office, and you have to have that as authentic passions of who you are. Preach, Tom. All right, what are you running for president then, Tom? I'll vote for Tom. No, I'm okay. saying I look at candidates. I want to know what are they going to defend? What are they going to change? What are they going to create? That's the three things. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Do you have any? No, I'm not here to argue with Tom. I'm just saying that you don't think those types of conversations happen all the time? I mean, no, no. come on. I say, listen, for the sake of tradition of this week, I say you guys fight. Yeah. I say, like, let's go, bro. You want to step outside, tweet, Tom? Tweet each other, like, tweet say off. stuff. Tweet like, off. No, we're we're much more. You give some scripture from Old yeah. Testament. You give some scripture from New Testament, and let's kind of go through it. That's right. We're, we're already it's getting good to see how much more okay. aligned we are. I don't know you end up to be on the show and just be another Rob, what story do we have that we haven't covered? Anything else? Outside of that, I'm going to wrap up, so we'll go tomorrow morning. Uh, this was a short, quick podcast we wanted to do with a couple stories to cover with you. Tomorrow we'll be back at it again. we got a lot of stories we haven't covered. 9 a.m. Uh, uh, 
uh, uh, what, what's it called? 9 a.m. Uh, home team, home team tomorrow. Home team. 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Okay, take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.